what has it been like to get investment from Gail King? I was invited to be on Marcus Lemonis's new podcast, 100%. He also brings on special guests. So mine was Gail King. <laughs> and he said verbally that he would invest $150,000. $150,000. Gail King was like, are you serious? Is this real? And he was like, yeah, I won't say I will give her money and not do it. And so she wanted to add an additional 50000 So I got a verbal um, commitment of $200,000 invested into my business from Gil King and Marcus Lemonis. And I was crying. <laughs> You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I am a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And I tell you, you are going to be inspired and you are going to be even surprised at this episode with the interview that I have today. Um, Just she, I have the youngest um, guest I've ever had on She's Got Drive. And um, there's two people, I think it's the second time, only the second time I've had two people as a guest at the same time as well. And you are going to be amazed by this interview. I tell you, because my guests are amazing today. Um, But first, I want to dedicate this episode to my husband Dan because as I record this episode on the 21st of July 2021 we are celebrating 21 years together and so 21 years ago we decided to become a couple this year in November we'll celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary um, so I'm a special shout out to Dan um, sending all my love to him but I just want to note that there's three 21s today. So on, we're celebrating 21 years on the 21st of July in 2021. So that must have mean something, right? It must like, there must be something special about the 21 showing up three times in this moment on this day. So, and I feel very appreciative. I feel so grateful for the time that we have had together and I feel very grateful for the blessings that have arrived in our life as we we created what we created and and, th- and we think about and have been thinking about that moment when we decided to meet and um, you know we kind of knew each other as friends and then we had a call and uh, decided to meet up at a bar in Crouch End to like explore whether we wanted to like start seeing each other and that was the that was the beginning of this trajectory um, that we have. And I f- just feel so lucky in a way to have, have found Dan and, for, and, and that it feels very, very right to this day and has always felt right. Um, so, so that's what, just want to share that with you. Um, and today's guest is Gabby Goodwin and Rosalind Goodwin um, who are mother and daughter and are a, f- a phenomenal entrepreneur entrepreneurial team who are building an amazing business at Gabby Bowes and 
I, there's so much in here. I mean, to just, just see the beauty of the mother daughter relationship, the beauty of seeing a, such a young person have so much (laughs) maturity and wisdom, um, for her age and the fact that she became a CEO at the age of seven and, um, has been running a business with her mom for seven years is phenomenal. So let me tell you a little bit more about Gabby, Gabby, and, um, and then you'll hear more from Rosalind as well. And so Gabby of is the CEO and, and she, does she also does keynote speaking by the way okay so she's the youngest ever south carolina young enterprise entrepreneur of the year and a black enterprise teampreneur of the year her and her mom has solved the age-old problem of disappearing hair barrettes by inventing gabby bows which is the first and patented double face double snap barrette they also created the girls' natural hair products to, to make styling easier. They have fulfilled online orders in 50 states and in 10 countries. And her products are sold in retail stores in the US, in Canada and South Africa. Her mom and her started um, the Mummy and Me Entrepreneurship Academy, helping girls and their moms across the country start their own businesses under their brand, under the, their brand, so Gabby's and Rosalind's brand. So I'm going to leave the rest of the story to Gabby and Rosalind to share. And you're just going to love her like I loved her. You really are. And, and, I, and I'm not going to share anymore, but we'll, we'll um, come back at the end of the show and, and hear, and you know, you just, I, 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 you can hear that I, there were moments where it's just like, this is a young woman who's 14 years old and she's just a little phenomenon. So I give you Gabby and Rosalind. Rosalind and Gabby, thank you so much for being willing to be guests on She's Got Drive. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Yeah, so listen, I just, this is the first time, this is only the second time I've had two people in the guest chair at the one time I'm usually not and it's the first time you're the youngest guest I've had Gabby so I am really excited about that too and um and finding out more about your phenomenal business career and for one so young and just how you got started and and like exploring the challenges and the opportunities and the fun bits and the bits you hate um on all of that good stuff so uh we're just gonna get rolling now i want to know so here we have a business that's run by like the two of you right right how did it begin because it's how many years old now and um and so that tells me how old were you gabby when this whole story of entrepreneurship began so I was little, my mom would do my hair in the morning, spend like 15, 20 minutes doing it. And I would look really pretty going to school. And then she would pick me up and find that half of my bows were gone. <laughs> but my hair was a complete mess. And she was not only frustrated about that, but also frustrated about losing a lot of money as she was going through the store every one or two weeks buying barrettes. Uh-huh. And 
though, she went to rant on Twitter about these barrettes. And her and many other moms were talking about you know, how terrible these barrettes were. And our pastor actually jumped into the conversation and said, sounds like a market you need to break into. So my mom told me I was about five years old when we started thinking about the idea. And I was really, in, I was really excited about uh, the idea because I've always wanted to inspire people. And I mm-hmm. saw the way to do that. So I nagged my mom every day about these barrettes until she finally gave in and we sat down and really figured out how we could create uh, the Gabby bow that you see now. And so we started the business two years later when I was seven years old and we've been in business for seven years. It's incredible. That is incredible. Seven years. Oh, I'm trying to think about what I was doing. I was baking a cake at seven years old. That's what I was saying. That's pretty not, impressive, though. Not cake. very successfully. I, re- I remember it so well because it was so rock hard. I was so disappointed. I baked myself a birthday cake. I iced it and had the family. And then we cut into it. It was like a brick. I was like, oh, my God. It was so awful. That was my first. first, And it, luckily to say, it wasn't my last cake. I can now bake a cake. But so seven years old, and you started doing it. So you've been doing it for seven years. How do you get from that from an idea and trying to iterate something so it doesn't fall out of your hair to what, what you've got as Gabby's bows. Like, how do you get from that to, to what you have right now? So we came up with the concept and while we had the concept, neither one of us had the artistic ability to draw it <laughs> that anyone understand it by looking at it. Right. Uh, so I went to uh, an artist who goes to the, same church that we do after church. And I said, you know, listen, I've got this idea in my head, mm-hmm. but I can't draw it. Can we sit down one day and just me try to communicate to you what it, what's in my head? Mm-hmm. He did a marvelous job. He came up with a 3D image of this two-faced center strip contraption, uh, the first iteration of Gabby Bowes. It, of, of course, changed um, because the idea that was in our head was not easy to manufacture, uh, but it was the first concept and it was in the 3D image that we could go to engineers and they could understand what we were trying to do. Right. Uh, so when we started, I had not been exposed to entrepreneurship. You know, I had just been drilled all my life, get an education, good education, get a good right. job, retire from your job. You know, we don't do risky things. You know, education right. was kind of my mom's way out of poverty. She was the first one to go to college. Um, you know, my, 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 my father was raised in poverty as well. So education was the gateway, mm-hmm. the way out. So that's all I had been taught. The thought of starting something ourselves and starting a business was just extremely scary for me. So even when Gabby was coming to us about us creating a bowl, the biggest idea I had was we come up with the idea and sell it. And put okay. some money aside for her for college so she could get education and get the way out. You know, it was just right. a college education job, college education job. And uh, when we, tr- I spent, I, I, I don't say wasted, but I spent probably about a year and a half, almost two years trying to sell the idea to somebody. I just, it just never crossed my mind until somebody said something to me who worked at a Walgreens as a pharmacist. You know, Rosalind, you could 
you know, you, you're on to something. You could like sell this yourself. Wow. Uh, but that really still didn't click until that company that I, you know, spent every lunch break going after calling and then finally getting in touch with the person who reviews innovative ideas. Mm-hmm. It went through two rounds of focus groups. So I really thought we were about to be, you know, have some money in the bank for Gabby to go to college and, you know, um, and then it went through two rounds of focus groups and it came back to us and said, it's not in our strategic direction. You know, we're sorry. At that point, I didn't know what to do because Gabby was still, even though she had asked us every day about the barrette, she was still asking us every day about the barrette. She had no concept of what, what it would take and how long. <laughs> so every day, when my phone's going to move? When he told me no, like on the phone, my first response was, you got to help me finish the science project because my daughter is not going to stop asking me until we finish the science project. Can you help me finish the science project? And he said, ma'am, do you understand how much that's going to cost? Like you can't just make one boat. You got to create a mold. You got to have a minimum order. And I said, I really don't understand, but you don't understand how insistent my daughter is. And I've got to show her that nothing is impossible. We got to finish the science project. Can you help me? And he said, well, if you're that insistent, here's the number to two engineers that are close to your state that we have worked with in the past. This is a major hair accessory company. I'm talking to the person that's over innovation. Finally got in touch with him after several months of just cold calling. He said, you know, when you call them, they're going to tell you they don't work with startups, but you can use my name and tell them I told you to call. Wow. First number, it was disconnected. And I called the second number. And I told them who they who I was, and they said, "Man, we don't work for startups." And I said, "Dan told me to call." And then they were like, "Oh, you got 15 <laughs> minutes, you know?" <laughs> they basically told me, "You got 15 minutes on this day. Come here, and that's it." So I went into a, a boardroom. I took off work, and it was um, full of white, bald-headed men. And I had my drawing from <laughs> our church member, this 3D image. That's all I had. And I started presenting and it was going nowhere fast. I mean, it just, it was a slow death. And there was one advocate in the room who just kind of leaned over to me and said, hold on one second. He went to the back and grabbed a mannequin head. Now, why they had a mannequin head at this engineering firm, I really don't know, but I'm really glad they did. (laughs) And when he came back with a mannequin head, I said, Y'all wait one more second, too. So I went, ran to the car. I stuck my hand in the seat of the car and found a couple of barrettes that had slipped off of Gabby's hair. Right. <laughs> the old barrettes that don't work. I came back and I said, please let me start over. So I took the barrette and the mannequin head and demonstrated how barrettes just slip out of her hair. And then I showed them the picture and said, this is why these won't. And they said, Wow we think you're on to something, you know, let's work together and see what happens. We're still working with those same engineers today. Those wow. engineers us to our manufacturer. Um, and you know, it's kind of the rest is history, but that's how it went from the kitchen table to manufacturing. Wow. That's incredible. It also sounds like along the way, I, you know, I always feel like we, you may, we may say God, we may say the universe, but we said like there's moments where, you're being assisted in moving forward and given signs that you're on the right path. Like this is the action to take when it starts to flow in your direction. Is that something that 
feels right for you or am I putting stuff there that doesn't feel right for you? No, I absolutely believe that. And I was just encouraging someone yesterday. A lot of times people get an idea or concept and when they can't map out step one, two, three, four, and five, right. Stop. In our case, we had step one. And once we made step one, God brought the people to us to get to step two. We had to have enough faith to go after step one. If we had not done that, if we had not made the call to the major company, we wouldn't have been connected to the engineers. If right. we had not connected to the engineers and went to that 15-minute meeting, we wouldn't have been connected to our manufacturers. You know, so it's step by step. I didn't know, I didn't know how we were going to find a manufacturer overseas for these barrettes, but God knew that if I pursued this company, they would connect me to engineers who would connect me to the manufacturer. Right, right. Who happened to have a mannequin? Right. <laughs> Randomly. Right. Who happened to have that and 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 happened to have in the inside the faith to say, just hold on, how about this? I'm gonna just assist you, like demonstrate and then and then. So how so how long ago was that? And what's been the journey since then? Because at that point, Gabby is now what, nine years old? Gabby was probably six. Oh wow. So yeah, you're so you're just, Wow. Okay. So that's like a year you've really moved, right. moved forward in that time. Okay. So she's, she's six, maybe six and a half. We launched the barrette. She's maybe like seven and a half. Um, okay. So I, I think, you know, once we had that meeting and they introduced us to the manufacturers and the engineers were the ones who convinced the manufacturers to run, do a small run. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time when you deal with manufacturers, they want a big order, uh, but the engineers were able to say, you know, these people have got an amazing story. There's a little girl behind this. Can you do us a favor and do a small run and let's see how this goes. And, you know, at that point we had one mold, you know, one design, three colors, and we launched with that. We sold those things for like $2.99, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> we're making no money, but hey, we were out there. And we, you know, we learned better. Proof of concept though, proof of concept, as they say, right? Once you've got, once you've got a buyer, you know that it's, you're beyond a hobby now once you've got a buyer, right? So. Right, right, right. Yeah. But making no money. Right. <laughs> Were you losing money at that point at 299? Oh, yeah. You must yeah. be. Okay. I don't think there was ever a time where I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I was just really happy that I actually have a barrette mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh we finally have a barrette oh we have a business I don't know what to do but we have a barrette yeah and that kind of fuels the inspiration to keep going uh, and stay where we are or stay in business to be where we are today right right yeah she kept us going I mean it was her enthusiasm her excitement seeing her grow and her confidence just seeing what it did for her as a girl, as a growing girl, yeah, that that's what kept us going. And, you know, everything that has been sacrificed has all been worth it. We do it all over again to see how she's developed over the last seven years. Yeah. I mean, it's such an unusual experience for, for you growing up, Gabby, growing up as an entrepreneur, right? That's usually what people, what children are dreaming about when they get older is to be an entrepreneur. So what is it? 
what is what is it giving what has it given you i mean it's hard to know because it's not in the it's not like you haven't had that experience so it's hard to know who you'd be without it but what do you think it gives you this experience for the last seven years i think that the experience has given me confidence mm-hmm. um and a lot of people may be like oh my gosh you speak so well you're so mature you're so energetic mm-hmm. i was not that person or that girl at seven six years old right um, and when I was, you know, you see a lot of six-year-old girls now on social media or just in general who are really energetic and really outgoing. I was not that girl. Uh, and I was really shy mm-hmm. and timid and quiet and very much an extrovert, an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so even our first video shoot, I cried before the video shoot because I had too many lines and I didn't want to speak in front of a camera. And my mom had to take over most of them. And I was still nervous holding my necklace in the video. So I was really nervous about talking to people, about being out there. Mm-hmm. And I started to do more business shows and speaking engagements and videos in front of a camera. I was able to uh, just come out of my shell and really be mm-hmm. a confident person that I am today. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the backstories of confidence or the name of confidence is because entrepreneurship has been able to help me become confident in myself and know my worth uh, as well. So that's kind of the biggest lesson that I've been able to learn through entrepreneurship. Wow. That is even just what you, how you're describing your growth is an indicator of what you're speaking about, you know, because there are many adults who don't get to um, assess themselves in that way and be able to see their own trajectory like in the way that you have. I mean, it's really, and I love that you said that, you, that this isn't where you began. You began as an introvert. And it speaks to, we can develop the skills, even though there's a, that part of you probably needs to go and kind of re-energize yourself when you've been with lots of people, when, it's, when it can get overwhelming. But the fact that you can go out and do what you need to do and we're going to come come back to Gail, our good friend Gail, in a minute because (laughs) (laughs) um, it's it's phenomenal. Um, Rosalind, what does it feel like as you watch Gabby growing as an entrepreneur with you as you do the work together? And what's it like running a business with your daughter? Because... What is that like, like developing this very special relationship that you it is, have? It is very rewarding, is is definitely strengthened our bond. You know, we have busy lives in our in our household. And, you know, if we're not careful and we're not not unlike any other family, sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of be going all in opposite directions. I'm blessed that we are working on something together traveling together, doing sales taxes together, right? on orders together, you know, going at each other, but we're doing it together (laughs) for the business, (laughs) but it's together. And that is, uh, that's all part of forming the bond. The most rewarding thing, a part of the last seven years has been Mike, my husband, Gabby's dad, and I just watching her develop and grow. It's not been any of the boards or the accolades or anything like that. Right. It's going from watching her having to coach and push her to not look at the floor when she was pitching to someone at a vendor show to sell them her product 
to them, her making eye contact and now speaking to adults, hundreds of adults at business conferences. It's that progression that is most rewarding. And um, I, I, I counted an honor and a privilege. We just hosted for the first time 25 of our 50 girl bosses in our Mom and Me Entrepreneurship Academy. And so in 2018, well, before 2018, mm-hmm. uh, Gabby came to us and said, you know, I want girls who look up to me to be CEOs just like me. So we tried to figure out, okay, what? So Gabby, you go to your mom, you say, I want, wait, before you even tell the rest of the story. Okay. <laughs> I want girls to, who look up to me to be bosses themselves. So I now want to pass the baton on. And at this point, you're how old? Uh, can we do the math? Yeah. Please. You're 11 years old and you're already ready to pass the baton on. So I just want to underscore, you know, like underline neon light that how extraordinary that is in and of itself. Okay. Back over to you to finish telling the story, but I'm just already like loving that. You know, she challenged us again. It was almost like she was asking us every day about the barrette. You know, it was like, okay, how do we, how do we make this happen? What is this? Right. What does it look like? So we came up with the Academy and, you know, since 2018, we've helped 50 black girls start their own businesses under our brand. And they are in 16 <laughs> states, uh, 25 of them from 12 states met us in Atlanta this past weekend. And, um, you know, they range from baby <laughs> to, you know, 15 years old, their moms were course in the room and just to see them engage and ask questions of the presenters who were doing trainings and you know accept challenges and implement things that we were teaching and just be Mm -hmm. so bold and so confident I told the moms that I couldn't help but think that we see ourselves in our girls we see the the pure ambition Mm -hmm. the unadulterated drive before somebody came to us and said you can't be a yes gonna be you know like we can we can stop that and push our daughters to their full potential through what we're doing and I just applauded all of them for taking the time because I know all of them have busy lives too but investing in their daughter to make sure that they um, see representation that they spend a weekend with someone who had just gotten an investment from Gail King and Marcus Lamonis. I mean, you know, they came from as far as California to Georgia. Wow. They are investing in their girls and making sure they realize their full potential. That is the most rewarding. That is so powerful. That yes. is what we have experienced as mom and daughter. And that is what we want to share with other moms and daughters. This is incredible because it's, it's beyond the barrettes, right? We're like way beyond right. the barrettes. So we start, that's where this, the story began. Right. But you're now supporting other girls and other mothers and daughters. And you're also transforming a conversation for what it is to be a girl and a woman in this, and a black girl and a black woman. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. While we're extending 
products. I mean, we our product right. line is extended beyond barrettes too. Now we have a full line of plant-based girls' natural hair products. Also, the brand continues to grow and develop and, you know, gives these girls opportunities to sell, make money, uh, and, and more importantly, build life skills. Right. You know, we, we had trainings on how to do face-to-face selling at a vendor show. We did role play, how to deal with sales objections, how to pitch and tell people about yourself. Um, we, you know, did classes and interactive sessions on social media. And, you know, we literally had practical application of it right there in the room. Right. Um, so those girls were really empowered. You know, we teach basically two things, sell online and sell face-to-face. And they felt, of course, much more empowered after our trainings this past weekend. There are entrepreneurs who will be listening to this podcast going, but I haven't even had all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. Because, and coming back to one of the things that you said earlier, is like the research says it, the, it's the age of nine, which is really um, in, instrumental for girls, where it's at that point where they start to get the message that you can't. Because you're a girl, right? And I don't even remember there was some years back there was like run like a girl campaign. Do you remember that? Um, Which which kind of emerged out of that research that so up until that point, girls just like boys are like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And then then they're socialized to believe that actually you should start doubting yourself because you don't get to. And so you're you're overriding that through this work. Right. And through the work that you, I mean, Gabby is just a real testament to that because you started so young. <laughs> you started so young. But I really feel like this sounds like there was that persistent part of you. You know, the mum, mum, when we're getting my barrette. So one mum, when we're starting the academy, there was, there's something in you already that was just like keeping it moving that got, that was growing, it sounds like too. What do you think? I think just inspiring. Like I got an inspiration Mm. and that kept going because I mean, it's it's just growing up. I mean, we all know that being black and being a woman in America, is just, it's very problematic at times. So me growing up, I mean, there's been a lot of um, things going around over the past. The woman's been going on for centuries. Right. But especially right now during the 2000s and two and forward, there's been a lot of things that have been brought up to light. And seeing those things and being like, oh, we want to change them or I want to change them. And uh, starting by empowering girls who just look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, are in the same boat as me is something that I really uh, am cherishing or really want to continue to do and am doing right now. So thanks, just inspiring or an inspiration to keep inspiring the girls who look like me, because even though I have inspired a lot of girls, I really want to inspire all of them. Uh, Just just scratching the surface of what we can do. Okay. So as... Where do you want to go then? So how, what's the vision for what you would love? How big would you want it to be? How many, how many lives are you wanting to touch? Like, what is it? What's your, what's the vision then? Where are you heading with this? I think, well, in the um, academy, we would love to have 
Um, you know, our next goal is 100 girls that have mm-hmm. gone through or in the academy already. Um, just, you know, having lots of, uh, I would like to have like different events where girls can just come and meet me because there's a lot of girls who uh, we see on social media or have a Facebook group where, uh, you know, all their moms are just like, my daughters adore you and there's all those different uh, things. My heart on the internet. But then, you know, we have girl bosses who meet me in person and run up to me and hug me. And it's just it's just so cute and it's really uh, touching. And just to have not just the girl bosses, but every girl that's looked at me and saw or saw themselves in me or glad mm-hmm. that to meet all of them and to continue to inspire uh, the ones that I haven't inspired yet is something that I really want to do. So touching all the uh, black families that I can touch mm-hmm. or just our entire family you know we're not just Gabby Bowles work um but high comedy and my brother is a personality and so so just uh, our family touching other black families to show that we you can't really do it uh even if other people say that you can't mm. it's amazing what work were you doing before how were you living your life before yes because it's a lot. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still I'm still doing it, Shirley. I still have a, a day job. So you still oh okay. Wait. This is on top of your day job. Correct. I'm, I'm vice president for engagement for the South Carolina Hospital Association of Lobbyists. So it's got nothing to do with hair or comedy. Um so yeah, there's there's still a day job involved. There's still a day job. So how, wow. Okay. I did not know that. So how do you make it work? Lots of prayer, lots of help. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people ask me how I do it all, I say, I don't, and I don't even try. Okay. I think that is the problem most women in particular have. They feel like they have to meet some type of societal norms that they need to be cooking every day. They need to be cleaning every day. They right. don't. I, I believe in the philosophy of, um, you know, a lot of what my counterparts have in work, they've been able to climb the corporate ladder because they had a wife at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to get a few wives myself, mm-hmm. uh, a food wife and a cleaning wife. And <laughs> right. so it's just reaching out and hiring help. And having no shame in doing that no. uh, because there are things that are much more important as far as being present with uh, my family, mm-hmm. helping my family develop their dreams and goals and then pursuing all that they have while I have them here in my house. You know, you got 18 years with your kids. Yeah. That's it. You know, so I'm not, I don't want to be stressed in the kitchen and doing all this other stuff when I can be developing business and strategy and their mindset and traveling with them and those type things. So I have a lot of help. Wow. I love that because they, I think you're right. There's so many of us sitting with guilt and then we don't need to feel guilty about those things. I've got a, a like cleaning help, but I never thought about food help. Do you know that until this, until this very moment, (laughs) it's like, you should do it all. So it's not like a belief. It's more like 
an obligation, like some duty that you're that you've been socialized to to take on, and then recognizing that if you try and operate from that, then you can't sustain it. Listen, Rosaline, you're like this. The whole family is just rocking, as far as I'm concerned. Um, rocking and rolling. What has it been like to get investment from Gail King? And just tell us, can you tell share share with the listeners that's the story of how it came about and what does it feel like? Because it's still very new. It just happened last week or something, the week before, something like that, right? So. What does it feel like? Grinning from, look at that smile. Look at this one. When, <laughs> what does it feel like to, to get that? And particularly after I saw online a, a video as you showing just how, just how challenging this has been at times. And so what it means to you. Uh, so what happened is I was invited to be on Marcus Lamonis's new podcast, 100%. I thought it was just going to be, you know, questions, answers, things like that, just talking about business. I wasn't planning on pitching Mm -hmm. or getting an investment. If you listen to the podcast, which is on uh, multiple platforms, uh, you can tell that I, he's very big on, you know, pitching and knowing your numbers and things like that. So I got stuck in a hole because I didn't know my numbers. And then we started coaching. He started coaching me about it and things like that. And then he told me to pitch. I just pitched not knowing it was going to be uh, turn out to be anything. Um, but he also brings on special guests. So mine was Gail King. <laughs> and it was wow. really surprising, really surprising. And so when she came on, I pitched again because he gave me some advice on my first pitch. And he uh, eventually said verbally that he would invest $150,000. And then Gail King was like, are you serious? Is this real? And he was like, yeah, I won't say I will give her money and not do it. And so she wanted to add an additional 50000 So I got a verbal um, commitment of $200,000 invested into my business from Gil King and Marcus Limonis. And I was crying. <laughs> and yeah. all over the internet, <laughs> all over the world. But and it was really special because I was crying and saying because that this was really hard for us to get capital as a Black-owned business and as a woman-owned business as well. Uh, we're double minorities. Right. <laughs> so it's very hard to get capital and to be able to have that type of support from you know, Marcus Lemonis. He meets many different people, uh, gets a lot of crazy ideas and crazy requests for investments but he really saw something in me and that was really special and also Gail King as well so being able to have be able to have partnerships with them in the later coming months Mm -hmm. very exciting and it was just a really special moment and a lot of people are crying with me on social media and everything so it was just great and so um, honored to be able to have that type of opportunity and also honored to have the type of support that I have through, um, you know, the Internet and people who have been customers for a long time or following me for a long time. So it's just a really special moment. Really extraordinary. And how do you feel about it, Rosalind, as you look at this moment as a like in, in this very phenomenal journey that you, you you're on together? I'm really grateful that I didn't listen to those promptings twice a week to quit. You know, right. after 
this happened, you know, we were just kind of reflecting and, you know, Mike said something to me. He said, you know, people want this at the beginning. Most people just flame right. out before seven years of just trying and waiting right. and pitching and people saying they're going to do stuff and they don't. And five primetime TV recordings that never aired and, you know, all of the things that we've been through in the last seven years, people just, just say, forget it. They just toss the dream, toss mm-hmm. the, concept, the idea. And you just don't, you just never know how close you are to real help. Right. That will manifest, not just, uh, I'm gonna help you, but a, a, the real deal. Right. Um, so I just really, I'm encouraging people. Uh, and we've been encouraging people since we posted it. Please don't quit. Just keep pressing, pressing forward and pushing forward. I think that's such a powerful, um, message because when, people discover your story. They don't know the backstory often. They don't know where it really began and the, even the years. So even if they've been following you for two or three years, they don't know there was four years before that, you know, or five years before that. And so the notion of, of like overnight successes and look how you've got investors like, oh, the literally the sweat and the tears right. that have happened before as well as the, the moments of success and, you know, the, the kind of synergy that you found and the opportunities that have fallen your way as well. But that, you know, we're not always present to the whole story and they're just present to that, this bit of it. But it's really important, as you say, to like, to keep pushing, keep, keep pressing. So if anyone's really listening in this moment, it's like, it's in that thought, like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, I got to stop. It's like, nope, no, just keep finding, you'll find a way through, Right. find a way through. This is so, yeah, it's so amazing. One of the questions that I ask my guests on this podcast is, it's like what mama used to say. I believe that we get some messages from our elders and usually from a female, a mom or another female elder that stays with us. So, you know, what message from an um, your mom or a female wise woman who um, is in your past when you were younger has stayed with you. And then Gabby, seeing as you're where you are right now, it's like, what is it? What is the message from your mom that lives with you, that guides you? My mom was very straight to the point about some of the challenges I would face Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mentioned that she was the first to go to college. She spent her 21st birthday in jail protesting segregation in college. Wow. Uh, so she was very adamant about communicating to me that I needed to work three times as hard mm-hmm. because I was black, because I was a female, right. and because I was from a poor rural area of South Carolina. Now, some people think that's a bit much for a child. <laughs> and I don't necessarily as- as- ascribe to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate that she prepared me for obstacles I may face just based off of what I looked like and where I was from. Right. It gave me a determination and a drive that helped me push through whatever obstacle rose its head. I knew that I needed to work harder. Right. 
and it wasn't sugarcoated for me. And I, I really appreciate her doing that. And I can hear how that has been a critical message in this journey, in, in your entrepreneurship journey, right? And, may, right? and been able to hold that and hold down your job, man, and still be performing in your role, no doubt, right? In your work right. as well as your entrepreneurship journey. So right. yeah, really, really powerful. How about you, Gabby? What's mama saying to you that? That was good and that was great, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> but Ellie, she's she cares enough to correct me whenever I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I may say something that I may say words that aren't even in the dictionary. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I say uh, themselves all the time. She's like, that's or not a word. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm saying um all the time or so. Right. Mm-hmm. And, this is a lot because sometimes I talk a lot or talk really fast, so I don't know where I'm seeing right now. Yeah, <laughs> giving her the hand motion to slow down. Right, that's her thoughts as she is speaking because she won't have to say as many souls and arms. Right, brilliant, brilliant. And it helps a lot because I'm always careful. Like, oh, let me not say that so she doesn't say anything afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> And it's really helpful because it's not only her, it's also my dad too, since he is the comedian and on stage. So he's always like, you need to um, raise your voice or not sound monotone all the time. Mm-hmm. The audience or tell a joke or not tell a joke or the, all the little things that help you have a great presentation or a great live or things like that. And it really helps. And I take those into consideration all the time. So those are the things that uh, help me when, or those are the words from my mom, mm-hmm. especially when uh, speaking. Brilliant. I'll see that question, Gabby, as well, again, in about 10 years time and see what, what comes up. I think they're all such great coaching and this coaching, like constantly supporting and like, so that you know you can always strive to be your best and there's always sometimes we can make the smallest changes in in the way that we're communicating and and it makes a huge difference in the impact that we're having as we're sharing and talking and doing the phenomenal work that you get your you guys are doing wondering what you what's your key advice that you would give to any young person out there who wants to start their business because you've been giving advice to the young girls in the academy so what's the one two or three things that you would say if you want to any listen I'm sure whatever you've got to share is appropriate to anyone who wants to start their business right who is anyone to start this entrepreneur journey so what's the what would you give what advice would you give the first thing I would say is to believe in yourself if you don't believe in yourself nobody else will and that sounds harsh but Mm. it is True. You have to believe in yourself first before believing or having other people believe in you. Yeah. Um, and it is very prominent. So, you know, be passionate about what you're doing. Don't just do something because you see other people doing it. Because if you do that, you're going to get bored or mm-hmm. tired of it. But if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you actually like or love doing, then that helps as well. Another thing is a quote that I actually came up with, which is no, it's just an abbreviation for next opportunity. So after one no or two no's or how many no's you get, 
just know that if you keep pushing and keep going, as she said before, you never know where your next opportunity is or where your big breakout moment is. So just keep going and know that no is just an abbreviation for next opportunity. Wow. No is just an abbreviation for next opportunity. Is that on a t-shirt? Have you trademarked that? Not, but we want to work on it. I think that needs to be <laughs> on a t-shirt. That's really, because then you can receive the no without making it mean anything about you. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes we hear that no and we start to think, well, there's no point. Why am I doing this? He can start to trigger those thoughts that get us to stop versus a different way is to say, okay, I'm, it wasn't you. So the next opportunity is right around the corner. So I keep pressing forward. I love that. Absolutely love that. Get on a t-shirt before I do. Now I'm going to get on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, that's brilliant. And um, Rosalind, what's the advice that you would give for parents of children who are budding on entrepreneurs or parents who want to be entrepreneurs because it has been, I imagine not an easy journey for you at times too. So what would you say? Absolutely. I think parents is tempting to just humor or ignore our children when they mention mm -hmm. some crazy wild ideas. Mm -hmm. There is a woman who shared with me something an elder shared with her and it stuck with me. They mentioned it several years ago when I was sharing our story. And she said this older woman told her, you know, to listen to her children because they're not that far removed from heaven. And the, what she was communicating is that our children have such a pure, mm -hmm. unadulterated mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't convince a child that they're not going to be an NFL player, a DJ, a metal maker, <laughs> and a programmer. And I'm talking about my son. Like he's scared right. and he thinks he's going to do all of those things at the right. same. Like children believe they can do anything. Yes. It's just us adults who've been rejected a couple of times and we call ourselves protecting them to make them think that things are impossible. Sometimes you got to ride the imagination of your child. Mm. So, you know, like, and not squelch those dreams. You know, when Gabby, when we were walking through grocery stores and Gabby would say, mommy, are my bowls, my bowls going to be sold here? My first thought was, girl, no. <laughs> but I didn't say that. I yes. said, so Gabby, if you work hard and believe, they sure can be. And by golly, her bowls have been sold in grocery stores before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so listen to your children. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's how jaded we can get as adults. But can we step into... Yeah, this is, can we step into the possibility of our children? And I can just like, this so good because I can just see myself at times to see all the things that get in the way of the vision that our, my children have, you know, I can see, and, and you said in protection, but it's like, okay, let's see what, rather than like, okay, how do I help you get over that barrier and that hurdle? Well, if there is that hurdle, 
because it might be imagined rather than real too right yeah oh my gosh this has been such a wonderful conversation and I feel so privileged to have been spent this time with you and I'm excited about your future together I'm excited about your future Gabby as well I mean I like I I want to fast forward this 10, 15 years and see like what you, yeah, what amazing thing you've done in that time because seven or eight years has been, look at what you've accomplished. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, how would they contact you? Our website is gabbybows.com. That is G-A-B-B-Y-B-O-W-S.com. And all Mm -hmm. social media is Gabby Bows. Okay. And if they wanted to join your academy, how do they do that? You can purchase that or uh, have it on an automated system since it is a monthly fee uh, and you would just pay for that on the website as well. Everything's on. So that means that anyone can just like be join the membership at any time. There isn't like anyone. T- so it's just like ongoing and like you can have, so parents can have their children enroll in your academy. Correct. And the like a welcome call and things like that to make sure that they really want to do this and things like that. But we're really happy or really welcoming. Uh, we have a Facebook group and everything to make sure that everybody uh, is in a welcoming environment. And is there a, a limited on, on the age range that, uh, that someone can join? What's the age range? We don't have one, uh, but we do encourage that the child be over or uh, older than three years old. So, you know, that, that sweet spot mm-hmm. you know, or to about nine, uh, but of course we've got some younger, some older. Okay. Uh, but like you mentioned before, we're really trying to get to the girls before they hit that age when societies tell them they cannot. Uh, so we want them in as young as is, you know, they can help to run a business. Mm-hmm. We've got some really sharp five-year-olds. Um, <laughs> we spent the weekend with one of them from Texas. She was asking questions about credit cards. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got some amazing girls. Um, so, the, you know, the earlier we expose them to entrepreneurship, certainly the better. It's really extraordinary. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your life, your story, your perspective, your wisdom today on the show. So that's been really, really awesome. Thank you so much for having us. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. There's so much to say about Gabby and her mom, Rosalind, and Rosalind and her daughter, Gabby, because um, it looks like such a beautiful relationship. And I think about the degree to which um, Rosalind has like added on this business with Gabby on top of her already challenging work and how Gabby at a very young age could see the possibility of this and want and really had the drive to keep pressing her mum to to get it moving and to always to keep going I will never forget what no means to Gabby that for the no is just the next opportunity so next time you feel rejected on something that you're pursuing next time that you feel like um that things aren't going your way to just remember that to keep standing and moving forward and that whenever there's a no 
it just means next opportunity so just look for what's next what were you left with what are you inspired by what are you gaining what are you learning yeah like get in touch let me know perhaps one of the things i might start doing is start reading out what people send to me and share um, with me on the show so you can contact me through my website shirleymccalpon.com you can go to the my instagram page Shirley McAlpine, um, or you could go to the She's Got Drive um, Facebook page. So She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Ortolina. The music is by the awesome or female band Blonde. The song is called Circles. Until next time, go well and stay well. <laughs> <laughs>